time. A perfect uh, waveform. Sounds like this. <laughs> it, 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 it's just it's mathematically perfect waveform. Welcome back to 13th and Elm. It's uh, Michael. I'm hosting this week, and I'm joined, as always, with uh, Rob and Bill. Hey. Yo, what up? Um, jumping into the episode, I think we might have a lot to say, so I don't want to spend too much time with the intro. It's a 2001 Spanish film by Mexican film director, icon, Oscar Shout winner, out. Guillermo del Toro. Um, this one is called The Devil's Backbone. I believe the title in Spanish would be pronounced El Espinanzo del Diablo. But. Perfecto. I don't know. I could probably and definitely not be saying that the way that they would be saying it in Madrid. Um, this movie is set, as I bet you could guess, in the Civil War (laughs) of Spain because it's Guillermo del Toro. I think this was his third movie. It's 2001. He'd already done Kronos and Mimic at this point. Um, Those are both rooted in horror, and this one is pretty much a traditional ghost story um, horror tale as well. He spent a lot of the early part of his career in it, and I don't know. What would you guys think of this? Had you seen it or heard of it? Uh, Yeah, I'd I'd heard of it. I'd not seen it before. Um I don't know. I I'd, I'd seen Kronos a couple times actually before seeing this. I'd seen it uh, the first time when I was pretty young, like I don't know, eighteen, nineteen, or something like that. Um, but uh, very much like this film. It's drama heavy. I'd almost say it's more like a macabre drama, and it fits under the big umbrella of horror with a capital H. No issue with that. But it's. Um, might take more patience if you're not into what Guillermo del Toro is offering for you. And I've I read that this was his favorite film that he's produced of his own. Uh, not like his favorite film ever, but the favorite of that that own that he has brought to life. Like written, directed, yeah. or and or by and, produced, whatever, been and, a part of. And also a sister film to Pan's Labyrinth, where this is the feminine version, where or this is the masculine version, where uh, mm-hmm. Pan's Labyrinth is the feminine version of this film, which makes sense because they are very similar, even in just like a very basic plot of a child that is it abandoned in the Spanish Civil War, the father is absent, like there's a supernatural aspect to it, but it's more of like a interpersonal drama. Um, I think that you'd find that a lot with uh, not just Spanish horror stories, but specifically like Spanish ghost stories. I don't know, the Spanish and like Mexican cultures love to dramatize the stories quite a bit 
Um, and this is definitely rooted deeply in like a dark drama. Um, but ghost stories, and we'll probably cover this. Um, I don't want to take up too much more time on this, but like ghost stories are kind of palatable for like the whole family or like cultural like stories. We've talked about this before off pod, like kind of like oral traditions. And like as far as horror goes, it's not the slasher movie and or even like the monster movie. But ghost stories seem to be accepted by all cultures and traditions, even though they're they're different from each. Um, and I don't know, your grandparents know ghost stories and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. Definitely like cross cultural, cross generational. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty I don't know, ingrained in like human society and human um psyches, but yeah, like I, what happens after you die. Yeah. You know? That's uh, the whole thing. Really like hot take right here, cut all the ghost shit out of this movie and cut like maybe twenty minutes out of it, and I'd like this movie a lot more. I almost agree. I think you gotta I would take all the ghost stuff out but then add more i would i would just leave all the gore and like like everything else like i i like this movie like spoiler i like this film but and i don't think it's even tacked on so much as it's it's separate in so many ways and we can get into it but uh man i think that that's but a cultural perception it, it is it is like there's a lot of like this the spanish civil war that i don't know historically that i feel like i'm missing out on what guillermo is trying to tell about i would say maybe more it's about the culture of the afterlife and the relationships that these these people have with the afterlife because American ghost stories are really a unique thing in a lot of ways. It's like they weren't ever really told in a scary way initially. They aren't like the old gothic, like European ghost stories. You know what I mean? They were like yeah. funny or like friendly. They're, they weren't like scary. And then they became like scary and malicious. But in like Japanese cultures, Korean cultures, even like the, I don't know some of the other Southeast Asian like horror movies I've seen dealing with ghosts in the afterlife, and definitely in like Mexican and Spanish cultures for sure, the ghost isn't necessarily malicious yeah, as malevolent. much as it's like a it's tied to like a tragedy or something that needs to be set right in the world, or it brings awareness to somebody in the physical world who can prevent the cycle of wrongdoing and like this is very much a drama and it's the, the horror here and the antagonist is man and Jacinto for sure. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the ghost is a vehicle. Like it, it, the stories, the, they lay it out at the very beginning with the quote, right? What is a ghost? And like, it's something right. repeated and like it, it, it's, it's a almost like a hurt or a crime or a stain. So I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, this film, um, I, I still think though that even with all that said, like I like this film as a drama more of it. I, I, I'm more invested in the human aspects of it. I'm more invested in like the, the civil war and, and even though it's like ending at this point, it's like probably like, like late 1938 or 39. Cause they're talking about like different cities that have fallen that like Madrid is next. Yeah. I think 39 um, and they have cars and stuff. Yeah. Also that. Yeah. But I, I'm just so much more invested in that and the story of the gold and all that. And it just, it doesn't, it's, I'm not saying it's tacked on or that it's wrong or that it should be more scary even. But 
ghost has felt out of place. The ghost felt out of place where I'm like, I feel like all the all of the time and the effort and like the story building is built on really um uh fuck, I can't even remember her name right now. Uh uh the one legged uh Carla? Or Carla. not Carla. Um, um it's a, it does start with a C. I think Carmen. Carmen. Car- Carmen. Carmen and also the doctor, like their relationship. And then her relationship with Jacinto and th- what you find out later, which we'll get into, um, about their past and stuff like that. But, uh, sorry. Thank you. Uh, I, I I don't know. I I like this movie, but the ghost I, stuff seems almost secondary. I kind of agree with both of you about the ghost. It does kind of seem like the ghost is tacked on, but I also get that it's like... He's like a narrator. Go- I don't think the ghost is, is like supposed to be the scary part of this movie. Right? No, he portrays the horror of man, but the fucking yeah. like, the representation like, the of the sc- violence that was pre- the s- like inflicted on him. Exactly, like that's the scary part of the. Mo- it's not a haunting movie. There's just a ghost there. He's not haunting it. He's just hanging out. And but like that's need kind help, of, pretty much. That's kind of how ghosts. I know. That's okay, yeah, in like you had culture, a, or like also like Japanese you culture, you had a fucking like popular one. dead body in your well, like that water's gross and you can't drink it. Right? I'm just saying, like if you're expecting like a scary ghost, this isn't it. Like he's not scary looking. He's maybe disturbing I mean, or unsettling to look bit. at at time. He's kind of got a cool design though. Actually, for 2001, some of the graphics look a little. The bus CGI is, yeah. is but it, it's meant, kind of a cool, it's a cool concept. Idea. Yeah. yeah, I would have. Um, this is one of those things where it's like if you could have saw it illustrated like in a graphic novel panel, and then cool. they kind of like paint it in the theater of the mind. You'd have been like, mm-hmm. "Fuck, that's a badass!" That's awesome. And then like when you would have saw it on the big screen adaptation, no matter what, it would have never lived up in your mind. Yeah, I kind of just let it be what it was and filled in the blanks in my mind, and and I love the idea of the creature concept, even though the execution does feel like a timestamp on this movie when so much of the rest of it is fairly timeless despite that it is a period piece like i said in the 1930s or whatever mm-hmm. around there spanish yeah. civil war but it's it's kind of like a timeless story you feel like it's i don't know children orphanage it's it's always kind of like the lost souls i feel like this movie actually has a lot of parallels to another film called the orphanage if you guys had seen that oh the it's also Spanish, right? Yes, oh, and I, think so. I think it was presented by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, or I could be or whatever. Yeah, right. And um, that's actually I never really saw good. That, that's but, uh, actually a really good film, but it's uh, it has to be a lot inspired by this. It's very similar. Have you guys seen the others? That was yes. also a Spanish ghost story that came out this same year, and that's um. Is it Spanish? I thought it was it Nicole Kidman. It's an English language film. Okay. But okay. it is written and directed, was produced and filmed in Spain by a Spanish pro- uh, production company. I, I have seen it a couple times, actually. I, I like it a lot. Um, I wouldn't spoil it if you guys haven't I seen it. I have not seen it, so I please don't. I have not seen it. I so heard it's got a it, good twist. It, it's honestly a great film, and I would pick it for a It's pod. on my list, I think. Um, Maybe 31 Days. Elmise, keep your ears open. We'll talk about 31 Days uh, later. As much as it is like a great film is like how it is like more of a thriller with a good twist and it's it doesn't rely a lot on like a creature or even gore. And this movie does have some gore. Um, this movie does have some good gore. I do like the kind of callback to the, to the mammoth, you know, in the earlier mm-hmm. bits. Mm-hmm. But um, I also want to talk about the uh, flag of the Second Spanish Republic. It has uh, – it's a tricolor. 
of red, yellow, and purple, and you just don't see purple in a lot of flags. And I want to like respect that. Res- respect so to the flag. Just respect to the second Spanish Republic flag. Thank you. Come on, guys. Here at the pod, we love the flag. Uh, yeah. If anybody who listens to the pod happens to be an expert on flags, go ahead and get in contact with us. We'd like to... We Talk got, flags. We got some people that, uh, that want to get in touch with you. So if you're a flag enthusiast, reach us. Reach out. DMs and we'll uh, DM we'll hook us. you up. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. All right. So this movie, uh, it is in Spanish, and I honestly don't know any of these actors. Did you use I don't. Subtitles? What's that? Did you use subtitles? Of course, I use subtitles. But wait, I, there were subtitles. Fuck. I can't really speak <laughs> Spanish, but I don't do the best at understanding. Like mostly Guillermo del Toro's like. Spanish films because they're usually starring Spanish actors. Like, yeah, not not Mexican. Yes, Spanish. and yeah. I don't have a lot of exposure the, to that. But I mean, I could recognize huge keywords. I mean, but, but you can hear the the lisp, and it's like prominent, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely. The, I mean, we could talk about etymology and like regional dialects <laughs> for a long it. time, but I don't think poorly. we're going to get into that poorly. Poorly, like, could you imagine a- like maybe one <laughs> Elmer like maybe screaming at us? Oh, I I know who it is. He's already angry at us for all the misinformation. First of all, as a disclaimer, we miscredit people. We misattribute. We tell you the wrong years all the times. We make assumptions. We're like, wrong oh yeah, thing, we mismake shit watch up. The wrong movie sometimes. <laughs> oh, I've actually watched the wrong movies before Elmer. So I don't know if we've told that story. We're not telling it. <laughs> Now, but if you get behind our paywall, you can hear that and more. Good luck getting behind it. You got to be rich. But that's not this movie. No, it's not this movie. You know what this is though? This is the first pod that we've done together in the presence of my new best friend, Sana. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Sana in the studio. She's a new bonsai. She's a jade. She's beautiful. She's with us every day, and you can hear her thoughts and more on Thirteenth Elm. Listen to it. Bask in it. Mm. Wow! What <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's amazing. She's funny. It, she's she cute. Doesn't she's have funny. much to say about movies, but man, does Either she have do we, That's pretty great. She fits in immediately. Her and Screech are going to be best friends. Screech a deech deech. Um, Scrivenci. Wow. <laughs> Back to the movie. <laughs> okay, gentlemen. <laughs> Do you don't have much to say about this movie? Did you guys uh, like it? Rob said yes. Uh, Bill, what'd you what'd you think? What did, you already <laughs> said you liked it, Rob. Go ahead. <laughs> this is we're going off the rails. That's his review. <laughs> That'd be so funny, like the Star Tribune. Rob, screeches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's taught me a lot. You know, you don't know how much you can convey, really, in a single screech. How much can you talk into that microphone? <laughs> not very well. <laughs> no, not very well at all. <laughs> not very well at all. Um, it, Bill, really, Wait. thoughts, feelings, concerns? I mean, about about which part we barely about covered. About part. Yeah. That's, That's what, what I said. What do you guys think? You both sat there and looked <laughs> back and forth and nobody talked for 30 seconds. I'm trying to keep this fucking thing alive. Let me jump back in and hear more of my own voice. Fuck it. All right. Well, I think this movie actually had two really good stories that coexisted that. that didn't like necessarily get as fleshed out as maybe they could have been. But I don't think the movie needed to be two and a half, three hours. I don't know if it needed to be a short series. I think... 
Both were fun, and I was left wanting more. It was really pretty, obviously. Guillermo del Toro yeah, knows how to present the really shit out too. of a movie. Um, but yeah, I thought that the the story of the Spanish Civil War and the orphanage and like the Republican National Guard or not the Republican National Guard, but the Republican uh, Spanish Army or whatever that had stashed the gold with uh, Carmen and the Doctor. That was like all a, a great story. And then there's this crazy turning point in the movie um, beyond the like ghost story of Sati or Santi um, is when Jacinto tries to steal the gold and blow up the orphanage and he fucking spoiler alert he does a lot of that kills probably fucking a dozen or more people and I would say 10 plus of them are children just graphic blown to bits this is not a happy movie and I know you love a sad ending Bill and we'll talk about it there might be some like comeuppance but this ending is brutally tragic Uh, I would say this film starts out almost like a Stand By Me meets Schindler's List, but, like, in Spain, and then ends up, like, the third act of a Cronenberg film. Talking to your fucking microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. I've told you five <laughs> times off air as polite as I can. Now the Elvers know. <laughs> sorry. And then turns into the third act of a Cronenberg film, like where they're fucking stabbing him with sharpened sticks. It's insane. That part was tight. That part was actually really sick, and I do like the mammoth callback. Um, yeah. And it was like I don't even think about that because that's how they would like kill yeah. those big motherfuckers. Yeah, and they're yeah like I well, didn't get that. People now. would all have to work together and shit. be communists. Yes. <laughs> I mean that's what this movie I mean, yeah. is a lot of. Like this is a good story a good drama there's some great gore uh, like let's talk about that Guillermo del Toro always has some like fantastic elements to s- his stories like Kronos or uh, Pan's Labyrinth that it kind of has more fantastic elements I guess yeah but um with this usually he has some sustained long gore that is very much in like the Cronenberg sense like a body horror but he does it in a in a natural way and like a pain, like an inflicted wounds way. And like some of those scenes of the stabbing of the sharpened sticks, like through his forearm and in his side. Oh, dude, his arm, I was like, brutal. Oh fuck. Like I, I, it's honestly such a turn because real talk. I was a little bored through like the middle of this film. I, it wasn't even that like the action drops. It's just a pretty slow burn. And you're yeah. re- subtitles and, like you got to read. And, and, and you're reading subtitles too. So your actions divided. I mean, your attention's divided. Yeah. But yeah. And then, but it's so sudden. It, it almost feels like it, 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 it flips. Um, not maybe on a dime, but pretty suddenly, uh, well, it makes you fucking hate the antagonist. Like, just simply, like if oh, you need yeah, a reason a to guy. fucking root against this guy, he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He blows up a fucking orphanage. He kills like a lot of children. I know you love dead kids. He's an adulterer in movies, and he is hot too. He is he's fucking sexy. hot sexy. in that like, like soiled cotton shirt oh, with his fucking suspenders. Dude, I want to fucking smell him. Oh my god, I bet he smells like hard work and hard work. Oh, he smells like wow. fucking un- like leaded gasoline. And, and salt <laughs> and beer and yeah. sun kissed fucking like rum soaked infants. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about oh that. Yeah. The name of the movie, Devil's Backbone, that comes Spina from like bifida. a comes from a weird type of like a little sub narrative story with the doctor, um, and he kind of 
confirms some of his suspicions or like he kind of confirms that he has superstitions superstitions about the afterlife and also it's like a narrative on his impotence which leads to carmen having an affair with jacinta like there's a lot of layers of story in yeah this whole movie she was having an affair with him since he was like a fucking stud yeah like 16 17 probably no he's like out of 10 yeah out of 10 he's like Late twenties, early thirties. Oh, no, no, no. Since he was oh, seventeen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Since. Yeah. Oh. Um. Probably, but like right. he's. Uh, I thought I don't he know. said that too. Maybe, but what he definitely said is that like you're fucking. You need I've a hard this. cock. You need a hard cock. I've heard. Oh, I've heard this yeah. last time. And then the again. doctor was drinking the infant rum juice because he had. Yeah, because he had superstitions of you know what could hurt you, but also maybe you know pretty any, effective though. Anybody over sixty would drink anything to get a hard cock. Remember, he's talking to the kid. No, mm-hmm. no, I do remember. I mean, like it's an effective speech against like like believing in like superstition. Kind of like, you want to drink this shit? Yeah, because this is his response to Carlos asking him if, if he believes in ghosts. Ghosts. And, yeah. But Carlos doesn't stick around long enough to get the answer because the doctor drinks the rum. No, 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 no. Carlos. No, he, no, no, no. Carlos is like, do you believe in ghosts? And he's like, oh, let, let, let me tell you that I everybody know. believes all that shit. And then he, and he says, do you want to drink this? And he says, no. And he leaves and then doesn't see him drink it. That's what I just said. He no, doesn't. No, Carlos doesn't get the it. answer from him. Like it, it's like it's an answer to a question that wasn't posed. You're not keeping up. Sorry, but like what I'm saying is, Carlos goes to him and he asks, like, "Do you believe in ghosts?" And then he says, "Oh yeah, drink this." And like, if you believe in ghosts, like, you might as well do that. Blah 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 blah. blah. And Carlos runs yeah. away and he doesn't see that the doctor drinks the fucking shit. And the doctor affirms the superstition of the fucking film. This is like rudimentary. We've already covered it twice now. <laughs> Cool. No one was arguing against that. You said it wrong. We'll listen to it later. Okay. We'll listen to it later. Fuck you, Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think of those gold bars weigh? Honestly. Guess. Fuck. Good-sized gold bars. Really good-sized gold bars. Would you say those are a good size? Yes. Or those are fucking huge. Honestly. Gold is heavy as fuck. Those are 12 big. pounds? No. More. Well, I would say that those things probably weigh like between like... He had like five and eight pounds each. But he had like eight of them in like a fanny no, pack. No, he had way more than that. He probably had like fifteen or twenty-five of them, depending. How much is that worth in today's dollars? Oh, uh, a lot because like, okay, a kilo. Uh, a kilo is two point two pounds, and a pound sixteen ounces, and an ounce is like a thousand dollars. Okay, so. So two point two twenty two thousand bucks, twenty two hundred bucks times a lot. Let's say each one is two In kilos, 1930s. which is four point four we get pounds. A piece of paper? No. Hold on, I have a calculator. We should pretty keep easy. recording. <laughs> okay. Let's say each of them. Let's say they've got twenty bars. <laughs> sure. That sounds like a math problem. Okay. So. Uh, about eight ninety thousand dollars. Okay, there you go. Thank you. 1930s uh, Civil War era Spain. Is that significant? I mean, it's enough for the fucking... I have no idea what the rate of gold was in Civil War era Spain. (laughs) I'm going off regular rates of gold. (laughs) Sorry for me being a fucking asshole. My bad. I'm just... Okay, whatever. (laughs) It's rudimentary. We've covered it twice. (laughs) Three times. (laughs) 
We've covered it once, twice, thrice. We've twice? Twice, but have we covered twice? twice? Have we covered twice? Splice me and dice me. Oh. And pumpkin spice me. It's oh. fall. Welcome to fall. God. I had pumpkin spice today, gentlemen. Do you guys, I mean, I'm Did just you? saying, like, he's yeah. like, there's Wait. not, he, that's like hundreds of pounds that he's carrying on him. Would you We're carry hundreds of pounds of gold if it meant to you? I wouldn't be it. able to carry it. I'm not that strong. And Would neither you is he. Whoa, 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 ten kids whoa, you're for that real. much gold? Hey, Am I that loud? <laughs> How loud is he? <laughs> Would you kill 40 children like Anakin Skywalker except with an explosion and not a lightsaber in order to steal $90,000 worth of gold? In Civil War era Spain. And then escape to Portugal through the desert. Yeah. Yeah, right? It's pretty easy when you say it like that. What's in Portugal? When I get there, like, do I know somebody? No, you don't. You still have like, it's like having like cocaine. No, it's like you have to sell G's. that cocaine or gold. It's like, how are you going to do that? You just take it to the currency exchange. Take the currency exchange. I have like, I have a kilo of cocaine. I'd like to sell this cocaine, please. Can we talk about the one really funny part in this movie? What? When the um, what's the bully kid's name? He's not Jaime. Jaime. Um, when Jaime is like, "Hey, you want to trade?" And he's got and he's like realistic picture of a naked woman, and it's Pussies like a stick figure with big boobs and a sideways pussy. It's a mouth. It's like a mouth. <laughs> I laughed hard at that, especially like it was already funny, but it was funny that one of like the younger kids was like. The pussy's backwards, you fucking idiot. Like, one of the younger ones this knew mo- it. <laughs> this movie does a it's great insane. job of, like, getting you to draw connections to the kids. Because you kind of see, like, Carlos overcome it? his, like, what? what? <laughs> the kids? I don't know what he was trying to say. <laughs> I tried to give an opportunity. Say, and that you were, He interrupted me. I'm like, no, go ahead. And he's like, oh, let me just stop. Isn't it Schindler's List, though? Kind of? I don't I fucking don't know, know I don't man. Know. I haven't I seen Schindler's fucking it. list. Okay. But yeah, like I guess like uh, <laughs> what about Shawshank Redemption? Does it remind you of Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, I was but, watching this the whole right. time, and I was like, "Yeah, Brooks was here." It's not like Shawshank; they're both long and kind of boring at times. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Um. But fuck, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but I didn't care about any of the adult characters. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to. Really, okay, that's what I was yeah. wondering. Like, I don't know if it was on purpose, but like, even like Doctor, like, because they made his death Poetry. like a big deal, and I, I was think, like, I don't care. I think it's about more him. that you need to know that he died yeah. because there's the significance of. I think his character becomes more valuable in death because I did like that too. The yeah. ghost door open to free the boys. Yeah. That was tight. And it was like straight out of the, uh, Shining, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. This is good. I like. I did like that because it was like. But like in life, they're so insignificant. I don't know. There's they do a good job like painting these boys as like, just kind of feral and like or what? Painting boys. <laughs> painting boys. I want to paint these boys. Hot. <laughs> Elmers, if you want to paint us, please reach us at thirteenandelm at gmail dot com. Tweet, Instagram, whatever. I'm sorry, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? That's a good that's a good plug. But yeah, no, these <laughs> boys are 
Paint right. it up and badass. Paint These boys those are, are badass. Badass. He's a badass boy. Collecting These water in the middle boys. of the night from the one who sighs. And then shooting him with a slingshot. That was That's fucked. This is fucked. a downer of a movie. We like kind of talked about that, but this like is a sad. First movie. of all, they're orphans. Yeah, yeah. That's already okay. sad. So you're already checkbox orphans. Okay. Then they get blown up by a greedy money. Oh fuck! Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they go but like so the ones that are alive, you know, there's like five of them that are alive, and there's like all of their friends, their orphans, are, are <laughs> fucking dead. And not only are they dead, they're, they're just littered, no. they're up. littered all over the fucking um, place. Owl, when Owl has like it pulling shrapnel out of his fucking back. Yeah, and then uh, and he toughs it out. What's the other guy's name? Galvez. Galvez. Yeah. Doc is like bleeding out of his ears and like shell shock, like tight. wandering around. Galvez the breaks his fucking ankle. Oh. Oh and his hobbled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just like snap it back and he keeps going. Like these boys are badass. They have to be. It's the Civil War. I and they're also orphans. Like, and nobody all their, looks out all their dads died in the Civil War earlier in the Civil War. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, so and Carlos doesn't even know it. Which do is there a reason or do we think there's a reason why they okay, so don't tell him his dad died? Because he's like young. Yeah, because he's young and like I don't know. So it's they probably going to be. Ditch him at an orphanage. That's so I much mean, worse. No, 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 because, no, no, no. Because like, because Ayala, yeah. Ayala is like, uh, like, a representative of the nationalist fucking army or whatever. Yeah. And they have. That's why they have the gold, is because that's money that the nationalists for go, the cause. Yeah. Right. Is yeah. like embezzling there and shit. And so I think that. In the meantime, because in the very beginning of the movie, the doctor is like, you're only going to be here for a little while. Yeah. And I do think I, the intention is Ayala is going to, like, take the heat off of their situation and, like, try to flee Spain with Carlos. Because when they do find out that their location has been compromised, the doctor and Carmen do try to get all of the boys relocated. Yes. They do try to leave before the bombs start dropping because the army, the opposing uh, Spanish army is going to like, has already tried to drop bombs on this fucking orphanage because they I mean, know that the gold is a there. bomb in the As middle of the courtyard. The, yeah. The huge bomb. It's like something out of fallout, man. Yeah, it was insane. It's a little silly. Sure. You but can it's hear fun. it ticking, right? But it was something cool to hide behind when you're like hiding in the dark and you're yeah, trying to go between. It was necessary. And the stuff they did with it was fine. But when I first saw it, I think I giggled. I mean, it's, we fucking do a horror movie podcast. Honestly, like, it's fucking just a vehicle. You know what? Yeah. This flavor. This movie is almost like an inferior version of Pan's Labyrinth, in my opinion. Yeah, they are. Yeah, like we touched on a little before, they are very similar. Um, and yeah, I would agree. I would definitely. I want it to be more fantastic. I've only seen Pan's Labyrinth maybe, maybe. Yeah, but I liked it to lean more one way or the yeah. other. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> lean more really good. into yeah, the ghost or oh, seen it like more once or twice. into the actual war, you know? Yeah, I sure. disagree. I think the balance is great. Almost perfect. I don't want more ghost. I, less ghost is better. No ghost. No, no. Ghost. No, because the ghost is like... This is a story of fucking like innocence protected. You know what I mean? And like the child has yeah, so to be the... like purveyor of that and i think that the representation of the child in the afterlife who lost his life because of not only the neglect and like being orphaned but then also abuse of power 
is, I don't know. This movie is about like an uprising, right? Of a bunch of people who don't have anywhere to go or anybody yeah. to protect them or stand up for them. And I think that's also a parallel narrative to what's going on in the Spanish Civil War, right? Because they're voice of the voiceless trying to overtake an oppressive force that is much larger than you and controls and has dominion over all of, you know, what you, like what your resources what you have access to like i don't know it's it's really important part of the story i yeah, think and definitely. stylistically it's really fucking cool even if it is a little bit 2001 and dated in that sense but like i love how the blood is always floating upwards out of the wound in his head like the apparition or like the phantasm yeah it's, it's just a cool effect and like the bones and shit the kid looks terrifying there's there's times when his face is smashed in you see like the wound from him getting his face pushed against that brick wall it's like really cool i yeah, so we, like it um we should probably talk about him right it's been we need to talk about santi right so it's a yeah. big deal when carlos gets left at the orphanage because you know it's an orphanage these boys have a tight bond and they're like you know the new kid he's already ostracized and they get to place in bed 12 and the first night i'm just gonna have to keep calling the bully i'm gonna keep forgetting his name jaime jaime, jaime. um like one of his friends comes up and it's like hey you see him which what bunk they put him in and he's like yo shut up like it's obviously that he's it's a big deal that he got that bed and as viewers knowing that there was like a dead kid we're like yeah that's who or whatever the ghost, the ghost is yeah. that had to be his bed mm-hmm. and he learned that the story is that when the huge bomb fell in like the courtyard or whatever that Santi got scared and ran off and probably didn't make it because they talk about how it's like a mile to the closest town from where they are or whatever. day's walk. Yeah, and and when Carlos discovers that there's a ghost there, he is like not scared at all. He's like seeking it out, like looking for it, trying to talk to it. Um, Yeah, he's pretty much like already like, I'm going to figure this out. He's yeah. pretty determined. And the first few times, it's like kind of chasing a shadow. Um, you know, some, and there are some good, like, creepy shots there where he's, you know, looking under the bed and the shadow's moving and you don't see it. But pretty quick, it's just like, lets it see him. It's just like, yeah, we can talk. But all he really says is. A lot um, of you may die. A lot, or a lot of you are going to die. A lot of you are going to die. A lot of you will die. A lot of you will die. Or something like that. Many, many of you will die. <laughs> many of you will die. That sounds right. Many of um, you will something die. Something ominous. It doesn't um, really like elaborate further in, into helping them. Yeah, but I don't think he really, really has a lot of knowledge to pass on. Really, you know what I mean? Like He would only know what he knew in life. Like He can't really... Like, he doesn't seem to be omnipotent or anything like that. Yeah, his... You can almost say his death was so brutal that his ghost might not remember it. If that makes sense. Because he dies from, like, head trauma. trauma. I mean, he does remember it because he definitely, like, strangles his, like, killer at the end. Yeah, but doesn't someone... But he sees things unravel first. He sees... Jacinto, Jacinto, what the fuck his name is? Jacinto. Jacinto. Um, Jacinto. Like, Jacinto. be a piece of shit, like, abuse the other ones, and Carlos talks to him and, like, gives him information, and that's when he's eventually like, what do you want? And he says, bring me him. Like, talk about him. So it's like, maybe he was 
evil and not evil but like ominous and apprehensive at first because like he didn't know and then seeing well, dude, everything and talking to Carlos like he learned child. he was like it's not their fault because yeah that's what if I'm you saying. were an abandoned and abused child yeah like you know and if he might Jacinto not blame was, the abuser because right, he's so if, fucked because he's so been he manipulated and has emotional trauma yeah and if his death was so abrupt he might still like and, you know it wasn't torturous yeah and Carlos helped him realize he was like we don't need to like no one else needs to die it's kind of like separating from like your loyalty to a nation or a government yeah it's kind of like definitely having, be seen as that you know yeah. what i mean it's like stockholm syndrome kind yeah. of yeah as like i was only following orders exactly type of deal yeah i can see that i don't know this movie like, is deep and smart in that way and in a lot of yeah. levels that I think I don't necessarily understand from a filmmaking aspect and also from like a cultural and like Spanish history aspect as well for sure how do you feel about the gold uh, teleporting into her leg I mean I think she put it there uh, teleporting I don't remember any teleportation <laughs> oh I thought it was kind of like uh, like he put it in her leg no, well, I mean, because there's a part where she like stops for a second when they're like about to like they're trying to leave and she goes, oh, my leg is now heavier than ever. And then he goes to the safe and the safe is empty. Yeah, I think they put it in there. But like, I don't think it teleported. I wonder, no, like by the ghost. No, I don't no? think so. Okay. No, I don't think Okay, I think it was just a remark. Maybe I read like way too think, much into yeah. that. <laughs> Remember when you were like, it was like a hundred fucking pounds. I think she was just like, fuck, you put a lot of heavy shit <laughs> in this hollow leg of mine. But yeah. like, I, I mean, it would be a, a lot of weight if those gold bars were gold. <laughs> yes. You know yeah. Do we need to go over this again? How much did they weigh? Um, <laughs> we no, we how much were how much they weigh. How much did they weigh? Well, there's twenty. What is twenty times four point four? So well, like it's reverse engineered. pounds. There's three of them. Eighty-eight pounds. And that's one unit. Eighty-eight pounds. Eighty-eight pounds. Eighty-eight pounds. Eighty-eight pounds. Let's move on. So, yes. Um, <laughs> I know, right? So someone who I don't remember, someone rolls David. up David. to doctor oh. uh, Duffy to the doctor and was like, or someone tell, oh no, the doctor sees someone that he knows, but the audience doesn't know unless I miss it. Get like assassinated by soldiers executed. while out executed. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. executed and comes back. And is like, they just killed person. We don't know. That's the guy who dropped off uh, Carlos. That was Ayala. The tutor. Oh, it's the tutor. tutor. Fuck. See, I, I knew it was probably something that I missed because they made it seem. Okay. So, yeah. So, we see the tutor get executed. And he comes back and he's like, Franco's army's fucking coming here now. They know we Ra- have the gold. Round up the boys. We're out. And, like, they weren't joking. They were, she was like, okay, done. Eat breakfast, pack, let's go. Now. Now. And what's his face? Jacinto's like, nah, hold up a minute. Yeah, Jacinto knows about the gold. He rolls up with his two goons. Yeah. Fat boy and skinny boy. (laughs) One of them seems like pig. Fat boy and slim. Oh, yeah, one of them they just call pig. Yeah, the fat boy. Which seemed mean. (laughs) Um, Or maybe that was his name. I don't know. And then another one. Um, And there's a confrontation, and he gets fucking... 
butted by what happens to him? He gets like hit in the face with the gun, with the butt of the gun or something. Someone fucks oh, up his face yeah, pretty he good. Fucked up. And he leaves, and I'm like, yeah, we took care of that asshole. But he comes back furious and with a lot of gasoline. 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 And this is when he's, he's like, give me that fucking gold. He's found by woman. His, his the girl. Pretty, his pretty girl. Um, fuck. I, I want to say Maria, but I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right either. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, and he's starting the gasoline, like, at the truck that they're going to leave and, like, inside and, like, starting his path. And you see, uh, he, none of the performance really stood out to me. There were, none of them were bad. I thought they were the all good. The kids are pretty good, good, but it's hard to tell in foreign language. Like, yeah. it, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. sometimes hard to tell. I said, like, they're all good. Like, there, there were no, like, amazing performances. But this actor played this part really well. Because, like, I remember he, like, turns around and, like, looks wild. And he plays this crazy guy really well. And you can tell immediately. You're like, yeah, this guy's going to blow up children. Like I thought Carlos was good. Like Carlos is pretty good. Carlos was good. Yeah, yeah. everyone was good. Yeah, Doc was. That's good. what I'm saying. Like Carmen was good. none of them stood out as amazing or below par. Yeah. Um, which I mean, it's a Del Toro movie. You can't really complain about acting in any of his films. Anyway. Right, and but I mean the performances so rarely jump to the top of what's remarkable in Del Toro movies. Not to, not to take anything away from the performers, but like I agree with his that. movies are so stylized and you can always tell his cinematography, his writing, his stories, like, and it's so much GDT that especially to like a Western audience that doesn't recognize any of these actors, like I'm not going to know their names. You know what I mean? No, um, I don't, but their performances are adequate at, at bat or at the least, at least. I guess. Yeah. All right. So yeah, um he's ready to kill a bunch of kids for gold and he does like that thing and he does it in like kind of a typical like cigarette like bad bad guy. Ass, bad yeah. guy thing. He lights a cigarette and takes a hit of it and gets hurt, gets shot. She um goes at him, he's kinda like fucking with her, she's got a shotgun and it goes off and he takes a couple shells in the shoulder. And I guess this does kind of leave in your mind. It's like, do you think he could have talked her out of it or kept it from doing doing it? Because it's obvious that he's so angry that he got shot that in that moment he took the cigarette and flicked it in and started it. But also I said as soon as he turned around, yeah. he knew he was going to do it. So I'm contradicting myself. You're putting gas on shit. Like, you're going to blow it <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, flicks a cigarette and boom. And it's a boom, boom. It's a boom, boom, Dude, boom. Like dozens of kids fucking die violently yeah. on screen, sustained like effects of violence. It's one of those shots. It's one of those explosions. Explosions that like everyone that plays the Halo campaigns know. You like get blown up, and you know you're supposed to get blown up because it goes to a cutscene, and you like wake up, and everything around you is blurry, and you can't see, and you're like. Can't hear. At, you can't hear anything, and you look. You're looking at yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. 
and there's like blood everywhere and this is like what we get from the doctor is like who we see and we're like he's alive but he's blood up oh he's bleeding out, out of his, his ears. ears he's mortally wounded in fact though and he then maimed. he starts and then he finally like looks around and starts you know getting a sense of his surroundings and his surroundings are blown up children and like rubble of the orphanage and yeah yeah, like one or two kids like helping other kids and like yelling but he still like can't hear yeah he looks like saving private ryan it's it's honestly really really graphic yeah and it's good this is a good good scene Um, and like i said it it absolutely gives you every reason you need to fucking root against Jacinto and for those kids. Like, if you needed another reason to root for orphan orphans against their abuser, like Here's this, one. this is a fucking insane one, and it's and he's a huge piece of shit at other times too. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we learned that he killed Santi. Obviously, that's why. Yep. And that he's having an affair with the doctor's wife. Yeah, and the bully is was only a bully at the time because Santi was his best friend, and he pretty much witnessed him get murdered and probably felt guilty that he didn't slash couldn't do anything to and he was protective of his memory and also like he didn't want he didn't want somebody sleeping in that bed he didn't want santi to be forgotten that's a whole nother thing with like spanish and like mexican ghost stories and shit like dia de los muertos and stuff it's like about remembrance and like bringing those lost family members and friends like to an altar and to like preserve the memory and making sure you have pictures of them and stuff you know what i mean so it's like there's a whole thing culturally where this child doesn't want this place where these nameless children who get erased from history to forget his best friend you know he's a victim of trauma and he out he acts out because he doesn't have role models or support system and shit like this movie is fucking speaks a lot about a lot of things and it's good yeah and um so yeah santi asked for haciento i added a symbol (laughs) i added a syllable for sure but that's all right um (laughs) (laughs) i just call him hot guy like how he's hot guy guy. because i'm sorry call him eli He's a piece yeah. of shit. He looks like Eli Roth. He's, he's handsome as he is fuck. Like he's got Eli strong Roth. brow mm, and like strong everything. Olive skin. <laughs> he's got like some good traps and uh, fucking like tries. It's like really passionate about I don't know killing children and gold. <laughs> fucking older women and yeah, yeah. Hard cocks. His um, friends. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Hacienda Real. Hacienda. Hacienda. Goodness. Um, So, hot guy. They think they've... (laughs) 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 I'm done. Get me out of here. There's too much (laughs) fucking shit on him. We can't even rate it. We we gotta go. We gotta go, guys. We gotta see you at Waffle House. No, finishing the thought. <laughs> Santi wants the bad guy, so they think of a trap to get him down to the gross water thing that he's in. The well. That you see in the flashback that he's dead in, that he dies in, pretty much. Um, and you want this guy to die. 
I mean, oh, he's, he's blowing up orphans. That's, that's a bad. bad. That's a, that's a bad, bad. He's guy. a bad guy. He's a big bad guy. Well, he's I'm a saying bad is, guy. Like you want him to die, and you're he's like, a rotten egg. and you're like, oh, I hope, I hope he gets a brutal death. Oh, and he gets a pretty fucking he? brutal death. Absolutely, so gets when a brutal the death. Boys are locked up. We find they like shatter a window and use the glass to make spears out of sticks. Like they sharpen sticks. Yeah. So they lure him down there to the basement or whatever, and they like and they bait and they bait him. Four of them come out as bait, and he's got his attention on there. Four, he's got a gun. He's like, oh my god, you guys are so dumb! Like he he's raises about to his sh- arm to shoot him. Raises his arm to shoot him, and a one of the boys comes out and boom under the arm first spear yeah, under oh man it was good it was like fuck and it sounded squelchy and wet you know i love a good mm. like, it's like a nice wet stab okay so it's probably for me that's like bludgeoning i think we've all agreed that bludgeoning kills bludgeoning are kills great it, yeah. but piercing. then also like piercing like not even necessarily stabbing stab, but like but a pierce, pierce. That's high up there. That's good. Like if anybody gets skewered or impaled or gored, yeah, like a pitchfork is always like, ugh. So this one was like a thick boy, and it only goes in so deep, but it's deep enough to fuck him up. Oh and yeah, it drops his fucking gun. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean you're done after that. Oh yeah, right? no, oh, really yeah. Well, maybe fuck. you, but and then, like and if then, you're a human, and then like four fucking boys come with other sharpened sticks and start jabbing him on the ground. They get into his it arm yeah. side. Stabbing. Like no it's kill, brutal. Like, no kill blows. I wanted, I wanted just like, like uh, poking uh, him, like chanting in Latin in the background, like <laughs> yeah. It's but fucking brutal. All just stabbing him in different places, but I mean, he's obviously not getting stabbed deep enough, like to die. They can't mortally oh, wound him, but he will bleed to death quickly. And yeah. then he gets pushed into the water. And then they shove and if, him into the water. If that was and enough, he would he would drown. Like he's mortally it's wounded. Eighty-eight pounds of gold, and probably sixty of it tied up on his like yeah. belt. And he's trying like to take it out of his pocket. Is like yeah, the thing you wanted the most and did all this work for is now. I mean, not killing them because like the kids down. and the ghosts are killing them. But yeah, no, it's but that's the symbolism of the whole thing. It's down. representative yeah, it's... of the guilt, or not the guilt, but it's kind of the guilt. But like the greed and the abuse mm-hmm. of power it's and everything them. that, yeah, exactly. It's fucking beautiful, honestly. This movie's a banger. I Santi grabs him in the water, pulls him down. Would like to revisit Pan's Labyrinth because I remember liking it a lot when I was young and saw it. But I think I just loved how stylistic and brutal it was. I didn't probably get as much as i would get from it now but this movie i preferred it much to chronos um, i haven't seen chronos, chronos, is, chronos not is good honestly it's very boring isn't it a um, vampire movie it is kind in a roundabout yeah. way but it's okay, a relic movie like and Nightbreed, right i love nightbreed okay so pan's labyrinth is like the best version of that but by guillermo del toro i mean sure Whatever I not like I've seen it and I I like it I would watch it, again, watch it again but this is really good also I like Guillermo del Toro he's done so much fun shit I mean we know the Elmers out there can't get enough of our Blade episode maybe we'll uh, visit how Blade many views do we have on Blade like twenty six thousand that's how many of them are real people uh it's Less probably than five <laughs> probably at least twenty five thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he did Blade 2. Maybe we'll do an episode on Blade yeah, 2 one day. He did Blade, Blade 2. two. Um, he did Hellboy, Hellboy 2. 
Um, Nightmare Alley came out last year. I did did want to see that. I didn't get to it, but uh, was fun. Shape of Water also. Did he, he won do his. Uh, Peak too? He did do Crimson Peak, which I haven't mm. seen, and I didn't see Pacific Rim, which people hate. That, yeah, that show looks I dumb. That's that's like Del Toro. It. Oh, yeah. yeah, he directed it. Yeah. yeah, he directed it. I yeah. didn't like it. It's it dumb. Looked dumb. He did Pinocchio. That's coming out this next yeah, month. Yeah, it should be creepy and weird, yeah, but maybe not great. Um, has, uh, how about the, the, the Strain? Like did you see that, Rob? Right I watched all of The Strain, actually. Did you read any of the graphic novel or anything like that? Because he also novels. authored the graphic novels, or he co-authored uh, the um, graphic novels. It's it's I, I don't know how like closely it follows the actual graphic novels, but it's good until maybe the very end. Okay. You tickling my feet there, Bill? Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, no, no, get in there. Share. Come on, Nick. Share. Yeah, let's scream more in this microphone. Um, yeah, you were mad at me earlier for being too fucking quiet. Make and now mind, are you Michael. screaming. You screaming now, boy. Scream. Scream. I can't whisper. I can't Make up your mind. Fucking can't get my feet tickled. Like, what the? F- oh, your whole fucking head. I swear to fucking God. All right, let's rate this In this, this fucking pod. Michael, what do you rate this? 80. Out of 100. 80? Yeah. Damn. I like it a lot. It's really good. Mm, mm, it's tight. Mm, it's mm, well mm, shot. Mm, it's mm, well mm. performed as much as I can tell. Again, it's hard to tell sometimes in not your native yeah, language. I don't true. speak Spanish well enough to right. barely begin to dissect the performances. But there's little music or score in this. Um, but what it does is effective. It's secondary to what you're seeing on screen and kind of some of like the shapes and shadows and movements, which is something Del Toro does really well. Um, I liked it. I don't think it was too long at all. You guys mentioned being perhaps a little bored in the second act. I didn't really experience that myself. Um, By no means is it going to be a banger for everybody, but I really liked it. 80. I gave this a 75. Um, I did really like it. it. I wanted it to be more of like a traditional horror movie. I guess, because it is really dark and sad, and there's death and gore. You know, it obviously is horror, but I wanted it to be more so. But the story was really good. Talking about it more made me like it more, just tying some loose ends together and whatnot. There's a lot of good symbolism and everything, and the gore you get is good. Um, talk real quick about something I left out, but you, we talked about how it is kind of sad and whatnot. But like the yeah. ending of the movie is like we talk about how they killed uh, Jacinto, and that sounds like it's good, and like they defeat the big bad. But like they're an, an orphanage in rural Civil War Spain. All of the adults are dead. Yeah, Carmen is dead. The doctor is dead. They money is gone if they did get it they wouldn't be able to fucking use it all of their buddies are fucking dead the only vehicle they had the truck is blown up they have no water they have no no food one of their friends is hobbled the other is riddled with shrapnel this is and they walk off into the fucking desert roll credits like this is probably died they definitely died they're dead quickly they're fucked it was midday and like we already know that there's wild animals and coyotes and shit around there. Yeah. So like this is a fucking pretty sad ending. Like, and and like the thing about the big bad or whatever you want to say is like they didn't really like right a wrong. They just kind of stopped the continued cycle of violence, which I get that, but they didn't bring Santi back, and they didn't really like the price of it wasn't necessarily worth 
everything because so many lives were lost and ultimately also their own. I think you're left with that impression. And that type of ending just doesn't happen all the time in horror movies, which I like. And you don't need all the kids to fucking die on screen. I know we always talk about how morbid we like to get in like dead kids in movies. But like the way this movie ends was fucking dark. I liked it. I did too. It was dark. <laughs> yeah. Pump on a cracker. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a good film. I'm not crazy about it as a horror film, although it definitely is one. It's not um particularly terrifying. I don't know. That's not like I don't know. It's like a bad knock, I feel. But and I don't necessarily think that's its objective either. It's not, it, but it is like creepy. It's like it's. I guess the way it would describe it is like a macabre drama, and and then like almost like a wartime drama. And it's funny. We I think we like almost talked about this before either of us watched the film. It's like oh, this will just be a Guillermo del Toro movie that's set in the Spanish Civil War. But like I feel like the Spanish Civil War has so much more to do with it than just the setting. And I think this being early on, especially coming after Mimic, is like probably where he got that label. And then you go into Pan's Labyrinth, and that was a big stage for him, and it won several awards, mm. and it was like kind of doubled down on it. And I think it was America's first taste. Like Western audience really got that marketing um, in the United States quite a bit. And so when we all saw Pan's Labyrinth and then we're like, oh, he did these. And then we will look at two other movies from him. And it's definitely all Spanish era Civil War. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it kind of writes itself. But this might be, along with Pan's Labyrinth, you said they're kind of like sibling films, the best representation of what Guillermo del Toro has to offer for that era. Because the narrative on the, the war is uh, is also really a great story. Yeah, I yeah. wish I could appreciate it more. I I, I read some reviews that I, again, like it's beyond me enough to to tell whether that's bullshit or or insight about how basically uh, Carlos is the new generation and they're having to deal with you know Franco's um, regime for essentially the next like forty years. Like he died in like seventy five. Um, so sorry. He died in 75, so uh, for, for his entire life, Carlos would be under, you know, his his rule. Right. Um, and how uh, Jacinto is, you know, taking, trying to steal the gold and also, like, pleasuring and, like, you know, flattering, like, the older generation. And just, like, just a lot of, like, subtext and allegory on the Spanish Civil War that is just over my head. So but I don't yeah, know I mean, how, much, is, how much of that I is real that. And, and how much of that is necessary to have or understand its context to enjoy the film. But I think it's super relatable to us um, too because like how many people do you know that are like our age or close to it and like you know they fucking know better no. but they are fucking in bed with fucking the old generation and they just continue to do the same old fucking shit because like the 1% of fucking white men who own everything are going to continue to do white men who own everything shit. Yeah. So if I was going to rate this film, I guess I would say it's like a 70, 70, 75, somewhere there. That's a big swing. Like just 70, pick a number, land on something. Don't give it like, oh, I love this film, but it's not as a horror film. Like it just is, what the fucking do you like, rate it? It's like good, but it's like kind of slow. And, and like there's, the acting is good, but again, like what you said, it's hard to gauge it when it's not in your native language. And um, a lot of it's also like just, it's a little 
outdated just the the special effects and that's not shouldn't be a big knock but it is a little bit there's not too much of um, that though but I, i'd say like a 72 we'll say that it's sure. worth watching but what is it two hours and no it's like an hour and 41 hour 48 okay somewhere in there yeah, it's like an hour 40 ish <laughs> eight okay hour 48 you heard the, you heard the man feels very confident it's hour 48, hour 48. It is. What do, what do you guys think? Talk into the fucking <laughs> microphone. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. You were last. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Uh, he gave it an 80. I gave it a 75. We rated it already. I gave it a 72. I know. <laughs> so what are we watching next week? Jesus ago. Christ. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> we went off on like a huge tangent before I even rated it. So Shut many. Um, this whole next time. week? Well, yeah, Rob's hosting next week. Do you want to know? No. Yeah. But we got a lot of Elmers. Don't want to know? Fine. The Elmers need to know. I want to know. My cow don't listen. Yeah, shut up. Plug your ears. Asshole. (laughs) That's the sound (laughs) Um, of the headset turning (laughs) off. It's a perfect waveform. Next week's pick is a film that I like quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) What the fuck is going on? It's one that I actually wish both of you guys had watched by now. And now we're going to <laughs> next week. To. <laughs> if he says it, if he gets to it by next week. Fuck. It's <laughs> a South Korean vampire film called oh, uh, Thirst. Thirst or uh, Bok Jui. And yeah, it's, it's streaming. I've almost picked this a few times. It's streaming on Peacock Premium right now. Or yeah. you could rent it on, like uh, I think, um, Prime or Apple. So or I'll watch the copy that you lended me eight months ago. You never watched like, it? Uh, like, nope, he didn't. A physical <laughs> copy that was given to me said, hey, watch this movie. But then also we watched like... We've watched like 130 movies, movies last year <laughs> it's together. Insane. Like, fuck. Um, it, it is f- a longer, if I remember right. I don't know if it's like two hours or close to it, but it's not a short film. Um, but Great. it's good. It's it's actually a really good <laughs> I mean, vampire movie. I feel like movie, a Korean weird. vampire movie, if it was less than two hours, I'd be shocked. Yeah. Do you know like nine of the actors or actresses that might be in it? Okay, so it's Park Chan Wook who is who directed like Parasite and a couple other like pretty big films. Host. Host, uh, he's the director, and then um, Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer, and then I the thought m- Parasite was Bon Jong Ho. Oh, it's Bon Jong. It is Bon yeah. Jong Ho. Fuck. Park Chan Wook. Fuck. What did he direct? Yeah, you uh, got Old it. Boy. Old Boy. Yeah. So I actually and Mr. Vengeance. No sympathy for Mr. Stop Vengeance. talking about movies that are on my f- <laughs> my thirty one days of horror list. Okay. Well, I wouldn't have known that if you didn't just say Stop. it. Um. It's two hours, 13 minutes. Woo! Uh, came out in 2009. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Park Chan-wook uh, is the director. He fucks. He this is going to be good. fucks. Like, I'm not a big vampire person, but if some, if a director made a vampire movie I liked, it would be him, for sure. The Old Boy series is fucking awesome. So, yeah, that's next week. Who knows what we're eating? I don't. I, I don't. We'll find out this time next week when you're finishing up. When you're still, <laughs> when you just when you get started. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, just kidding. This is one of the longer pods we've done in a while, and we're happy to have had you along with us. Um, it's not one of the longer pods, I guess. It's average. Well, <laughs> feels long. It feels long. Imagine that. I'm confusing average for longer. 
<laughs> well, I'll fucking let you know how long it feels next week when we're back the same place, same time. Different time. Different time. I think we're gonna, are we doing it on Tuesday next week? Thursday. Or Thursday. Some day that ends in a Y. It'll be up next week, All right. folks. Figure it out. We're done. Bye. We're fucking done. Suck our dicks. We don't no. need that. No. No. We have each other. We have each we other. We have each other. <laughs> Come on. Yeah.